Welcome everyone to the 27th episode of the New Gen Mindset Podcast. I'm Dan Cozell here with uh, Nick Tartaglia. What's, What's going on, man? It's, uh, I'm good as usual, you know, just, I, I'm enjoying this weekly stuff because honestly, the world is not getting boring. It doesn't stop. It doesn't stop, which honestly, as bad as the stuff is, makes life very, very, very interesting. Especially when your phone's blowing up in your face like that. Eh? <laughs> <laughs> makes life very interesting. Honestly, the way they do things, that the way people keep reacting to the dynamics of our reality is insane. The political component, the economic component, the social component. And now clearly, as we're going to talk about today, the, um, the it, those social groups are all clashing now on a new political debate. Look, um, we talked about this in the summer, right? The debate of Facebook and Twitter mm-hmm. being a... Are you a platform? Are you a neutral platform? Are you a publisher? Um, And this week we saw full hand, again, political biases aside, we're looking at this very objectively as well, but we saw firsthand um, like just total annihilation of free speech, in my opinion, I think. And a lot of people were talking about this this week. This made headwinds in the financial markets as well, Twitter and Facebook. Obviously, you know, they're, they're massive companies. They have all access to these resources. Uh, they have a lot of lobbying power as well. Uh, Which is gonna- ironic that when people blame the, the, the business sector for being able to lobby, you have to understand the lobbying component of that they leverage is something that's allowed within the political framework of our Correct. system. So if they allow it, then the companies will leverage it. If they right. disallow it, then nobody can leverage it. That's it is a factor of, as a game factor made possible by the political system, not by the business system. Correct. And I think what you're referring to, Nick, is uh, Section 230. Um, basically, it was a piece of uh, internet legislation. It was passed, I believe, in about 2020. Uh, it's modified uh, up until about 20, 2014, where Facebook, Twitter, basically all the major tech companies out there um, pretty much had access to, uh, you know, actually it was 2016. Let me, let me backstop here. This was after Donald Trump became the president. Um, the entire political world thought it was Russian interference in the election. Um, so what they wanted to do was basically uh, allow these platforms, which is what they are, they're supposed to be, um, basically have some form of immunity to uh, be able to grow their businesses. Now, we've reached a point now, and this has been talked about all week, and I want to bring it to the forefront. You want to do it too, because this is going to affect freedom of speech. This is also going to affect artificial intelligence moving forward. And this is also going to affect the way we interact with one another. Yeah, the dynamics, I mean, it, the it's, virtual it's the dynamic whole, component. The whole system of what Nick is talking about, especially in your book, Nick, which again, guys, go check that out on Amazon, The Intelligent Millennial. Uh, it, it, it just, when I saw the news come out, they censored that, you know, it was a Hunter Biden news story. Whether it's fact or not, yes. you don't censor something right away. You know what I mean? And now they're saying that there's all these independent fact checkers coming in and saying, oh, well, we don't think it's true. Listen, um, 
I don't think that's fair, honestly. If you look at the whole political sphere, and again, I hate to talk about politics, but there's an election in about 15 days or 16 mm-hmm. days. So it's on everyone's mind. It's going it's to be literally talking. just the, the, the momentum is just building up. It's crazy. You're starting to feel it now. It's like, holy crap, there's two weeks. There's pretty much two weeks left until there's a decision on that. But this has become the number one issue in this election because anytime, and I'm looking at this objectively, anytime a conservative politician or the president posts something on Twitter or Facebook, it is immediately shut down and fact-checked regardless of whether it's true or not. However, on the other side, for some reason, um, they think it's okay to just say like, okay, it could be a fake news story and it just gets mass exploded. I was looking through Twitter. Twitter has like, first of all, Iranian, uh, yeah, Iran- Iranian like terror groups posting about the destruction of America, but they're censoring a story by the New York Post. And I'm just thinking to myself, I'm like, guys, there's a serious fucking problem here. Mm-hmm. It's I'm entirely really, with you. It's, I it's think really bad now. Like, I, I, I can't even, and I'm, I'm trying to say this as objectively as possible. <laughs> I know people who know me, they're like, yo, this guy likes one guy totally. Like, I get that. But you have to look at this objectively. Freedom look, of speech I, is under attack I being, right now. Look, me being, I would consider myself an extremely neutral in player in all this, in the sense that I honestly don't give a crap about anybody in terms of just what are they doing and how smart they are. This whole game that's being played now with the political school system in terms of social media and how they can somehow leverage it as a tool. The issue, guys, is this social media, the social network, it is a tool made by humans. If it is a tool made by humans, therefore, by that logic, humans should become smart enough to understand how to use that tool. Somehow, we kind of developed this belief that the tool itself is controlling us, and it's simply a network for us to post our own individual lives. But yet somehow it has seemed to kind of flipped the grips on itself and it is controlling us. I don't know how that's happening. It's more because of the fact that people are allowing themselves to be manipulated. And I don't see why government should intervene other than to say that virtual reality should be a pure reflection of our physical reality. As in whatever you wish to say online, so be it as long as it follows the same rules as that of your reality in life. If you're going to go and attack people and, and, and threaten to kill them, if it's illegal in reality, it is illegal online. If Correct. you can believe, if you can go in the middle of a street and say, I believe in something and not be in trouble in reality, therefore you can go online and say the same thing online and not have it be removed or covered up. It should be a reflection of our reality, not one that is controlled by the government, not one that is controlled by the uh, by the economic system, but one that is dictated based on the behaviors and intelligence of the people. Clearly, we're not that intelligent since clearly this is such a massive issue. It, that's how I see it. Yeah, that's honestly, that's that's probably a really good way of putting it as well. It's like you shouldn't like obviously endorsing any kind of violence. Like, of course, the platform should do its job in shutting it down. Here's the other problem or challenge, I should say. And this is statistics. This is an actual fact. OK, this is this was literally on Facebook's website. Um, there was a publisher as well that came out and said, again, publisher, right? Not a platform, but a publisher. They, they, they have to abide by different laws. If you're a publisher, you're entitled to an opinion, but you're, 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 you're abiding by different laws, which means that you can control what you're saying, the which is another topic, which is another narrative. topic we're going to talk about. Because exactly. I think after this election, the mainstream media is, is just, I, I don't know what's going to happen. 
it's just there's so much there's so much stuff but so wait, before this- you continue can i just say one thing towards that so sure. i just want to say this so in terms of you said with the narrative people have to understand that a platform does not dictate a narrative it is the people within the ecosystem that dictates whatever narrative is being clashed or talked about a publisher dictates their own narrative based on people that wish to consume their narrative right that okay. is the primary difference. Right. So when we're talking about this stuff, to us, Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, they should not be publishers. They should be platforms. That is what we use them for, and that is how it should be used, and that is how it should be engaged with within that ecosystem. So again, going back to, I guess, sort of the makeup of Facebook's group or the Facebook organization, um, it was they found out recently there was an article published about this. I read through it. I believe it was on the, uh, the Washington, uh, Washington uh, post. Um, and then the New York post, which has been under fire recently because of the articles and allegations. Uh, but anyway, long story short, there's a stat that says about 90% of the people working at Facebook have donated to the Democrat party. So that's another question. Um, if that is the case, uh, what business do they have censoring different ideas that they don't believe in? Do you, that's my, that's, 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 that's just my question. question. That's here, just here, my question. I have a question for you. Okay. I have a question for you. Do you believe that people should be allowed to donate money to political campaigns when political campaigns should be purely developed through the ideas and the policies of what you're trying to run on and not how much money they can allocate? Well, absolutely. Trump, Prove that in 2016, he spent less money than Hillary Clinton and he mm-hmm. won. And I think he's doing the same this year. He doesn't need to spend. Oh, hundred percent. I was just, I just, I, did, I, I just, agree with that. Yeah. Here's, here's what I also believe. I, I, I believe that regardless of who you are as a person, mm-hmm. regardless of what you believe in, regardless of, you know, whether you, you know, you believe in lizard people, you know, I'll listen to you. I'm not going to shut of you course. down. But, but society now doesn't mean we have to value whatever you're saying. Exactly. It's good to just talk to these, like just understand someone else's viewpoint. I think that's really important. Right. But it's, it's an have, ecosystem. Yeah. Exactly. No, no, you need that. You need that. You need that ecosystem. You need that ability to debate ideas, to talk about new ideas instead of saying, Oh, this person's a fucking asshole. Cause he says this, this, and this. And mm-hmm. it's just like, dude, like what, what, where, where was the line now? And what happened this week, and I'm, I'm getting riled up talking about this because like this is it's important, okay. but what happened this week just proved to me what I initially thought was just like there is so much bias towards one side. Of course. Right and you know what? You know what's interesting? A- COVID, COVID, you saying that during COVID is when I officially realized how much Bloomberg always took a narrative that fueled hate towards Trump or dislike towards Trump and fueled more or like kind of avoiding everything that Kamala or Biden was doing or Democrats. I mean, again, I don't, why do you I just think want, I canceled? I canceled. My the only look I personally <laughs> want Trump primarily because of the fact that by default, the other outcome is far worse, far, far, far worse. So purely through logic and rationale, I want the better outcome. Even though whether or not you guys like that outcome, it is a far better outcome than the other option. That's that's the baseline for me. I, yeah, that's I, my baseline. I, I, again, we're trying to we're trying to get as objective as possible. Nick's obviously more objective than I am <laughs> when it comes to this. I'm pretty biased to one side for my own reasons. But um, let's get back to sort of just you know Facebook and Twitter now. And it's just you know I read the book, and I'm sure everybody's read this book. It's right here. I've got it on my desk here because it's so important. The book 1984. By George Orwell. Um, highly recommend everybody read this before the end of the year. Um, 
it was like all these flashbacks of that particular story about how there was a one world, one type of government control in a society. And there's something called the ministry of truth, which basically says, oh, if we don't like what you hear, you're silenced. This is what the narrative is. And they just kept pushing that narrative. And it just like ministry of truth, Facebook and Twitter in 2020, it just blew up in my face. And I was just like, dude, like we're literally living in what George Orwell is like, talk, talk to us about. People, so, what people don't realize is that the, the framework of which the government originates from is that of the elites, of the aristocrats, of pharaohs and kings. That's the framework of a physical dominating leader governing the people. That original pillar of a community is how is has translated for over to thousands and thousands of years into a new framework, which is now held through the political system, which believes that it is the controller of every and all outcomes, which is why it implements itself so much into the economic system and creates so much economic gaps and chaos. And now, because everybody's clashing and complaining, we're giving the government another reason to intervene and put themselves at the forefront of our issues. And the government just keeps taking more and more control over our issues rather than the people itself trying to solve it through education and, discord, and proper discord. Just talk things out. Understand each other. It, it's... Humanity has never been face-to-face -face this much with so many people ever in our known in mankind. All of a sudden, we no longer have issues with the natural world, nobody threatening us, and all of a sudden, we're just fighting each other left and right. It's almost like we got many, many civil wars going on. It, it is ridiculous. If we even had a, a fraction of the difficulties and the fears and the darkness and the horrors of our ancestors just 100 years ago, for millions of years of our existence as a species, holy shit, our problems are insignificant and ridiculous compared to everything else that's ever existed on this planet. It's yeah. insane. I find this weak as a species. I find this weak as a human. It's like nobody can have a conversation anymore. No one can make a point without just just being heard and listened. And the government doesn't even have one conversation with people. It's just between themselves. And it's we're just on the sidelines watching them. It's like, what are you guys doing? Why aren't we involved in this? And why can't we deal with this ourselves rather than you being behind our back rather than you being at the front of it? And then we're like children. You guys are parenting us too much. It, That's how I see it. I find uh, it too much parenting. I, and, you know, the, the more control that, that we give up. Mm -hmm. um, the less independence know, we have, the, the less, less freedom we have. The, the less ability that we have to, to do our own things. And like, I, I personally, I don't think, I don't want to live in a world like that, you know, and I know you don't either. And I know there's a oh. bunch of people our age that we got to start thinking a little bit for ourselves, understand, okay, you are responsible for who you are as a person. You're responsible for that, accept responsibility. Don't rely on, on governments to do so, but I'm going to, I'm going to connect this to the economic system. Now uh, I'm going to, this is, this is where it is when you guys understand this. Okay. The more power you give them, the more resources they must take from you to manage that power. So the more you lose your independence by them taking more and more control over reality, the more resources they require. And how do they do that? Through tariffs, taxation, all that. The more they have power, the more money they require. The more money they require, the less money and economic power the individual has. It is literally just an equation. If we give them more reasons to take more control... As a result, we will have less power economically as an individual. That will only make the middle class have a harder time. That will make the youth have a harder time. That will make it harder for the poor. That will make it harder for the future. It's We are building 
the outcome that we do not want. It's like a self-fulfilling prophecy yet again with our, yeah. with our species. Literally, guys, don't forget, Rome was the biggest empire. It fell. China was once the biggest empire. It fell. The Mongolians were once the biggest empire. It fell. It, it can happen to the Western world. Well, you're, you're talking not the Chinese. You're talking because China is actually speaking of China. That's another uh, discussion. We'll save that for another time. But um, yeah, I mean, you're right. Like there, there are conflicts that have destroyed societies. And, and it's um, always within. It's always been it's usually always, within. Exactly. So, I mean, this to me is uh, is the biggest issue right now. Yeah. Um, you know, you can't, you can't go on Twitter. You can't go on Facebook. You have a big following and, and it doesn't agree with like a, a certain narrative. Now it's like, you're, you're not a platform anymore, no. you know? So there's been a lot of, there's been a lot of particularly conservatives because they are the ones for some, for whatever reason that are getting silenced. Um, and again, we're not here to spew conspiracy theories, but I think there are a select group of people with a significant amount of capital on this planet mm -hmm. that are pushing a certain narrative. I believe yeah, and, that. And is course. that going to be true in a few years? I don't know. But I, I mean, at this point, if you really want to dig deeper, if you really want to think ahead, I mean, this, this has to be the case. Mm -hmm. The fact that you have the two biggest platforms, which again, for information purposes, I would never invest in Facebook and Twitter at this point. I just mm -hmm. like- It's too, no, it, it, the political risk has become a factor. It's, I entirely it's, it's agree. Too, it's too massive of an investment risk. But anyway, going back to this whole Twitter, Facebook, uh, section 230, uh, issue. This is the biggest problem this year. Uh, much bigger than COVID, I think at this point, you know, COVID we're, we're going to have to live with it. We're going to have to adapt. I get it. People are dying. Like, I'm sorry to hear that. If, if you know, we know, I know two people that have passed away because of that. Again, it's, it sucks, but this moving forward is going to play. It's going to determine how we do business. And, you know, you've got conservatives in the United States saying, all right, we're having a hearing on this because they've literally crossed the line. I think this is, was, was like their third strike, to be quite honest, um, with, with the story that came out. And again, if you guys want to check out the story, it's available on the New York Post um, about what happened and with, with Hunter Biden and his family and all kinds of stuff. Whether it's true or not, I mean, we'll see. Exactly. Um, we're not a, see, we're not a like political this, commentator. Yeah, I don't want to talk about that, but I'm just like talking the rule about, of law, you know, yeah. like the, the rule of law, you know, like just if in, something innocent, comes out innocent until proven guilty, you know, like even if you want to believe it's right, sh cool, let's believe it, but do not go acting as though it is a fact of reality and yet deciding the outcome before it's actually been established as fact. Did you cause so, too much chaos? Yeah. So, so these guys, they're, they're going to have a hearing probably in the next two weeks before the election. Um, it, it it's 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 so I, again it's so important at this point because freedom of speech is the number one law or you know for, uh you know whatever it is like a, it allows people to challenge ideas it's the right. only way it's a Without right excuse it. me i don't know why i blanked there i had a i had a code <laughs> note there but sorry it is a right that every individual should have whether or not it, it's true or not okay you can challenge it but there also needs to be a process as well where people could say, okay, how do we debate this like civil people? See, that's what, somebody, I, that's what I was Instead say. of calling somebody a fucking moron. I, you know what we miss in our fascist. society now? You know what we miss now in our world is, is countries that have, and cities that implement like political, um, 
political and economic and social debate platforms where people can talk with leaders, leaders could talk among each other, people could talk among each other as well. So there's discord left and right. Well, I think they tried, I think they tried that. And the one thing that they wanted was that, you know, you got it, you got to look, you got to look at the things objectively too, right? In that situation, because some governments or some leaders don't necessarily you know, want to be in it for the people. They want to be but, in it and, for themselves. And that's the thing. If the people just a fact, as, a, like, as a system, as the ecosystem, not gonna name we, people, but if we implement that and we want the leaders of our system, our ecosystem, whether it's economic leaders, whether it's political leaders, to be part of these things, it, it think of think of how the economic system functions. It's based on supply and demand. If the consumer demands something, people will give it. And if enough people demand it, but it will always happen. If we demand certain things, the outcome will be given to us because as a collective, we want it. But yet somehow we always need them to solve our problems and we never solve it ourselves. Therefore, we lose our ability to do things. It makes us weak. So it's, it's ironic. We are living at the most apex time of our species with the most incredible technologies and wealth and fruits. I mean... And access to the global experiences like never before, but yet somehow we're at the most like we're just as chaotic and destructive as ever before. I mean, it's the power of the fact that people are just isolated at home and they have access to the Internet. I mean, everyone is just I think I think people need to be educated properly on how to engage with the social network to reflect more like reality, to understand that when you challenge somebody online or you insult somebody online, that it you should fear that the same way you fear just randomly going up to someone and just threatening them or insulting them just because. It's the same thing. You should have that same empathy. Respect people in reality, respect people online. You'll have better conversations with people. That's one of the greatest reasons why I, lo- I wanted to do this podcast is to meet people and talk with people. Build my ideas develop them challenge well, them de- debate them too right that's really what it comes down to debating is actually healthy too but oh, extremely you, know, you, 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 you got to take action after as well that's kind of like the, the, the of course the, rule. the idea um, is just the start the executing is the most difficult part correct so let's go through section 30 uh 230 i should say real quickly um there's a pretty it's a pretty thick timeline but i'm going to kind of cut through all the stuff here um well, how did we how did how did we get to this point basically right so um literally started in 2020 right um march we had congress passed uh protection that internet platforms uh had some kind of platform immunity immunity to it um and then over the course of the summer we saw that a lot of and obviously it was again it's an election year so people are posting different ideas but um there were a lot of conservative politicians who were silenced um, they put in those quote, quote unquote, independent fact checkers, which I personally think are absolute horseshit. They're funded yes, of by, course. They're, far, they're funded by a biased side of, of uh, on the political scale. So they're, you, you can't trust. Of course, those. of course, they, there's a framework. Correct. Um, and then in May, Trump actually signed, uh, a document because I, I can't blame him. He was censored a few times, basically preventing online censors, censorship, uh, through an executive order. Did it really do much? Um, you would you would think executive orders don't really do much until they're actually passed by law into Congress. But now it's gotten to a point where, you know, this week we saw the story and, you know, I, I can't even explain to you 
how similar this is in terms of parallels. Now, if we go back to Nazi Germany, and this is where you can draw the parallel to history, right? It's the wow. same you, thing. You can, we can the, compare. It, it, we can compare it to thousands of years of history. Yeah, hundred percent. But I'm going to use I'm going to use Nazi yeah, Germany yeah, yeah. because this is the most really I, I don't want to say recent, but um, it's the closest thing to to what I think you and I have learned to history. But realistically, the the brown shirts were essentially uh, call it in 1984 the Ministry of Truth and sort of I'm not saying that. Facebook and Twitter are killing people. No, that's not what I'm saying. But in terms of silencing of ideas, it's the same thing. Of course, it's, it's it, we, the, the, the religious faith did it back in the day when it came to science. Look at Galileo. He was excommunicated for believing that the earth was not the center of the universe because the religious faith or the ego of humanity believing it was the greatest thing on earth that we were the center of all. So Galileo, I'm pretty sure that's the history, right? I'm pretty sure I got that right. Uh, I'm, I, sure I'm pretty, Galileo, I'm going but... off of the top of my head there, but I'm pretty sure that's how it went there. <laughs> so, uh, those are, those are just tiny little examples, but religion has always done that. The governments have always done that. It, you only do things like this when you're trying to maintain control. How, what I'm really curious to see is what's going to happen with Facebook, like the, the policies that the, that want to be implemented or whatever in order to regulate, to better regulate a freer speech on the social platforms is like what term of pol- what type of policies and regulations they're going to implement. And then how much cost is that going to come out to equal? Like, is it going to cost a lot of tax dollars or is this just something that's going to say, no, the market itself must be played this way. If you disobey, then you get punished. Not we're going to spend money to make sure then it's, then that's when the control comes in and then you're going to spend money to watch everybody. Oh, you I did th- something bad. I think I think it would probably be the first one. I think that probably makes the more the most sense. I mean, you know, government control in that situation. But I mean, at this point, I, I think they've they've crossed the line like three times already. You know, how much more can this happen? Like, how how much longer before, uh, God forbid, you believe in capitalism uh, that you get shut down? Again, I'm it's a silly example, mm-hmm. but I'm just I'm just saying it's like, can we even have a discussion? What if I go outside and I want to talk to my neighbor about something and mm-hmm. he doesn't agree with it and I get labeled a fascist? Like this is, this is what we're dealing with right now. Um, and I never thought it would come to this level, but I guess the longer you neglect it or sort of the more compounding hate towards one side that exists as well, um, I, it's crazy. So again, it's an election year. I mean, we don't have to talk about that, but this to me, guys, Read about Section 230. It talks about all of the quality. This is a U.S. law. It talks about uh, qualified immunity for online platforms. Platforms. Section 230 does not apply if you are a newspaper publisher. It's completely different. It's and interesting. If this, it, it, if if you really read it, you'll understand it because it really, it, it, it like Facebook is. They're just not operating as a platform anymore. You know, they're not. Um, the fact that they're also censoring, uh, you know, they're stopping political ads one week before the election. We'll see if that holds up. Who knows? But, you know, we are an investing podcast as well. And, um, you know, I, I don't see how you can invest in companies like this right now. I don't care how much money they're making. To me, it just, it just doesn't sit right. Um, to, to know that there are companies that are literally out to get people that disagree with them on purpose too. So, We'll see what happens. It's crazy stuff. This will be talked about for the next few weeks. The actual story that was censored is going to be talked about all week leading up to the debate. I can promise you that. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like to, to Nick's point, like, 
the ecosystem that we're in, right? It's, it's all just, about an ecosystem. How does the ecosystem work? It, it's funny because in the natural world, okay, of animals, it's not like they have some sort of pillar to go to and complain about, oh, the lion is eating my cu- my babies. Like, it, it doesn't happen. It's either you have to figure it out for yourself or you fade away just always trying to struggle. Well, it, iron, for, lucky for humans, in our ecosystem, we can talk to each other and we don't no longer play by the primal rules of killing each other. We, add, we, we seek to add value to each other. So that's the premise of a free market, which is the freest version of capitalism Yeah. at the most extreme level, which has never actually occurred because the principles of economics were implemented through the government system. Therefore, government always had a form of socialistic capitalism. True capitalism of free markets, which is all about adding value to the ecosystem. If you don't add value, you, there's nothing to reap because nobody needs what you're offering. So it's about making sure that you add value to others while living your freest self. And in that system, you can talk to each other. You can add value to each other. You can solve problems together. You can be charitable together. The more we go the other way, the more we're just giving more power to them. We're giving them more economic power, political power. We're giving them our freedom. It's we are destroying ourselves by depending on them to solve all all the problems. And this is a perfect example. And the fact that Facebook and Twitter is intervening that way and choosing to to play sides. It's like they're becoming the government as well. I, I, they should be neutral. Yeah. Let the ecosystem on the platform do what it wants to do. And if there are things that are wrong, let the government and the rule of law handle it. Correct. I think honestly, that's, that's, that's literally, that's, that's the point with this right now too. Um, so again, big tech is, big tech is becoming a bigger threat to free speech than I think we originally thought. Yeah. Um, I think I think it's fair to say that at this point. Honestly, I think every like the way the way I describe to people everything going on right now, it's like imagine a hurricane in the middle of an ocean, and you land, you you plot a boat dead center, and you have waves throwing you in every single direction. You can't find solid footing anywhere. The markets are crazy. The economy is nuts. The people are going insane. The government is is power hungry. And it's as if they have an ego. The world is clashing. So much division. Division fuels political power. The well, less divisive fear, the people right? are, the less power people, the less division there is among people, the less power is given to the government. But the more divisive we become, the more power they must have in order to maintain things. It's, it's, power, it's, it's power hungry politics. It's dangerous. It's, it's, it's retarded. And the people, all we do is complain that, oh, we don't want you to have power. No, 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 no. And then we, we do, and then we give it to them by doing yeah. what we're doing. Yeah. Yeah. We are fueling it through our stupidities um, and we're not even conscious of it as a collective. I, I want to talk, well, we'll talk about this another time, but um, the education system too is, is responsible for this. Of course, hundred percent, which again is, is the framework, the narrative, you know, we talked about the narrative. Well, yeah. guess what? The government is basically a publisher in the sense that the, the educational system is a narrative designed by them. Yep. Therefore, it has its own framework and its own narrative. And you can see it in the way the students are being brought up, the and lack of productivity, it's, and it's, so on and so on. It's, it's like that in every country, by the way. Of course. 100%. There's no question. There's, it's like that in every country. And this is why the hedge to that is a free market principle of education, where the government cannot dictate how people are educated, but people who know what the market needs and know 
the things that are required for their children can just go seek it out of a good school because it does what it needs to do for the ecosystem and not the government controlling its own perspective. Think about it, guys. If the government really cared all that stuff, they would make sure you understood how to be strong economically and financially literate as hell because a strong, literate person is freer from the political system. The more wealth you have, the less power the government has over you. So the only way to maintain power is through the political system. It's how back in the day, the, the, the aristocrats and all that, that the kings, they taxed the citizens to fuel all their expansion and growth. You were its own labor force in order to funnel its growth and expansion. Well, nowadays, it does it in its own different way. It might not be militarily, but it does it in its own way. And it uses tax dollars to continue to fuel its insanity. And like, but again, it's the only the only difference now, though, is that there is the illusion of freedom, right? Yeah, of course, of course. So when people say... We'll leave it on this because it's just a socialist idea. But when people talk about, they say, oh, well, this should be free. I should have access to this so-and-so job. I'm like thinking to myself, I'm like, well, hold on. If let's take you versus me, for example, Mm -hmm. let's say you come in, we'll talk about sales. You come in, you've got five clients that you got in a week Mm -hmm. and I only get one in a month. Mm -hmm. Who's going to get paid more? Oh, performance pay. Right. Of course. Right. So when people say everybody should have access to the same amount of like wages <laughs> and livings, I'm just like, no, they don't. You got to figure out what you want. That's and then the, you also yeah, need to yeah, figure yeah, out, yeah. okay, what value can you bring? The no ecosystem gonna, of capitalism, which is about seeking value and adding value. And I'm it's, telling you now yeah. is this time, nobody has an excuse. Mm-hmm. We have a laptop, dude, we're filming this podcast on a laptop. We wouldn't be able to do this 10 years ago. I promise no. you, we wouldn't have a microphone here, be able to record it on a computer. There's no excuses anymore. So here I'll, I'll leave, I'll leave the listeners with one thing. I just, I have a quote here from uh, Frederick von Hayek. <laughs> he goes, if socialists understood economics, they wouldn't be socialists. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm telling you, it's, it's Some all of this... linked. It's all coming back. And, and the fact that you have big tech trying to control people just shows you how power hungry a lot of people are right now. There's a, there's, a, there's a quote by Thomas Sowell, which he, he was a student of Milton Friedman. He's a, he's a senior fellow at the Hoover Institute, which is recognized as one of the greatest economics uh, institute, like a bunch of crazy economists are over there. And he says that it appears to me that a necessary condition for freedom is is economic power. It's about allocation of resources. The natural world works on that premise. The human world also works on that premise. The government only holds power by making money off of its people. And then it implements that and division because the government makes money on all sides of the problem. No matter what the problem is, government always makes its money. Whereas in human reality for us in the ecosystem, you only make money if you add value. The government doesn't have to add value to make money. And that's why you have issues with high high prices and low quality in most of the things that they run, like the education, which is why teachers are unionized. Bad teachers get paid the same as good teachers, but yet teachers should be more optimized and be paid more for their performance because the output of what they do is far more critical to the system and beneficial than the output of the bad teachers, which is negative and has horrible consequences for the system. And, but yet they're paid the same. Yeah. I don't Unions wanna, have this impact. Minimum wage has this impact. Right. Right. Um, okay. I think minimum wage should probably exist, but uh, we'll save that for now. No, time. it's, uh, we can do a deficit on. So that's it. If there's we'll talk about the long. We'll talk, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about the long-term consequences of that next time. But guys, seriously, check out section two thirty 
Um, it's on the platform. It's on platforms ability to have a certain type of immunity. Um, I think Nick and I, we concluded pretty quickly that uh, Facebook and Twitter have crossed that line multiple times and something needs to be done about this. Our, our free yep. speech, freedom of speech guys is under attack and uh, something needs to happen these next few months uh, to, to, to really tame these guys, or we're going to have deeper problems further down the road. So I think that's a lot to talk about today. Um, follow us, New Gen yeah. Mindset Pod on Instagram. You can go uh, see our last episode also, the uh, publisher versus uh, publisher versus platform the correct, conversation. Correct. We talked, I mean, we didn't, we didn't predict it, but we did kind of predict it, right? Of course. <laughs> see, the thing is, when you have conversations and you have forward-looking conversations relating to economics, politics, and social dynamics, you kind of start talking about things that end up almost flu happening because of the fact that you're talking about forward momentums and forward trends. Yeah. Which is why we like this. We like to do this. Yeah. So check us out to our, our website, newgenmindset.com. We've got a newsletter that goes out. We've had a lot of people sign up to that last week. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to Francis Dubé, by the way, it was his birthday. I think yesterday he was our oh. guest last week. Uh, great guy. Uh, yeah. But uh, we appreciate him coming on. We're going to get more people like that moving forward. So, Thanks so much for listening. Any final words, Nick? Guys, become actually woke. <laughs> <laughs> Not the illusionary woke. Not the illusionary woke. <laughs> oh, man. Take care, guys. Stay safe. Ciao, guys.